welcome in. This is Navigating Change with Shane and Mike across from me, Shane Bishop. My name is Mike Wooten. We're grateful that you're joining the show today. And speaking of shows, I believe we're around 70 shows, Shane. We've done 70 of these podcasts. Can you believe it? I can't, Mike, but it does show that when you have complete disregard for both how many people are watching and the financial sustainability of something, yes. you can go on indefinitely. Yeah, I feel like that's a microcosm of really what's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. A lot of people get discouraged. They say, nobody's listening to this. What's the point? That doesn't slow us down at all. No, not the at other all. thing that's important is people say, gosh, this is a real loser financially <laughs> and uh, doesn't bother us either. So right. I feel like we have all the components so, for a long-running program. Right. So if we were even saying like, oh, well, we're not in it for the money. We're in it for making a difference. We are actually not making a difference either. Or making any money. <laughs> okay. So this is great. Free. This is People may not realize this. But Mike and I uh, do not get paid for doing this podcast. We do not get uh, sponsorship money because we have no sponsors. Sponsors. Yeah. 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 And so we do this out of the goodness of our hearts, which is why sometimes the programming is sporadic. But have we made it in such a way, Shane? No, we've made it, Mike. Oh, we've made it, It would be like an artist giving away a free album. Think yeah. about the how endearing that is to the public. It is. And so we probably are giving, you know, obviously not making anything off of this, yet I'm sure the public's like, wow, we get this time with Shane and Mike, and they're not charging us a bit for it? You know, Mike, whatever helps you sleep on that, buddy. Okay. Whatever helps you sleep. That, you know, because there's this other part that says, you know, some artists give stuff away because no one would possibly pay for it. <laughs> That's why I said that we made it. Yeah, so I feel like that this might be that. Yeah. It might not well, be. I think, though, for an artist who keeps doing that, is that they love it. And I this, like that a lot. And, and so this has a lot to do with our loves. Love. Our loves. We love sharing <laughs> leadership stuff. Yeah, and we, we actually do. do. We care we about do. that. We, we really do care about that. So we hope this is... Uh, we care more about that than the actual quality of the program. <laughs> yeah. Or listenership or financial viability. Mm-hmm. We care enough to do this for our listeners. Mm-hmm. All, all seven of them. We have actually many more than seven many visitors. More. And guys, we appreciate all of you who do tune in, yes, who, who listen to the podcast and uh, give us feedback on Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, we, we really, truly appreciate you. We do. And we hope this is helpful. I mean, we truly do. We do. We do. All right, Shane, let's move into the content for today. You wrote recently on your Facebook, your professional Facebook site, I believe it's Reverend Shane L. Bishop. Correct. You gave some thoughts on stress. I know uh, for me, stress is something that I always have to navigate through. I think most people are are like that. But for people who can't navigate through stress, um, it, it can really just hinder them in their life and their relationships and moving towards any type of goal. What are your thoughts on just stress as we begin? Well, I mean, it's a it's the cost of doing business in a fallen world. So if if you're alive in a fallen world, the rent the world requires of us is stress. And so it's always going to be there. So those of you that have this idea, gosh, I feel a lot of stress. I can't wait till it's gone. It's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Stress is the constant. How you deal with stress is the variable. I think that was that's incredible. And also, we, we're speaking from a Christian perspective. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean there's not going to be stress. Oh, no. You know, one of the interesting verses in the Bible, it says it rains on the just and it rains on the unjust. 
Now, we've traditionally interpreted that to mean that bad times happen to good people and bad times happen to bad people. That's actually not what the scripture is saying. You got to remember Israel is an arid culture, so rain is always a blessing. Now, so when it says it rains on the just, it really means that good things happen to bad people just the same as they happen to good people. But the inverse is actually true. Uh, we're all going to have a certain amount of bad things happen. If a storm blows through, it doesn't spare the homes of all the Christians. Hmm. Uh, Christian people have to deal with the same fracturedness that everybody else does. So being a Christian isn't a get-out-of-stress-free card. Yes. But I do believe that there are things we can do as Christians to help us manage stress that non-Christians don't have available to them. All right, so we've maintained that stress is a part of everyone's life, Christian or non-Christian. And Shane, you've given us, I believe, about six steps, or well, six ideas to help us deal with stress. The first one you gave was take a cleansing breath. What are your thoughts on that, Shane? We were kids. Mike, uh, you got to remember, I'm 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 older. So when we were kids, we we both played. Most people outs- wouldn't believe that. I know it. I know because it, it's been a while. But we both played outside and unsupervised. And one of the things we really enjoyed doing is if you would go to a really really steep hill, hell, we enjoyed rolling down the hill, and, and you just you just roll. Yeah. But sometimes the hills were a little steeper than you thought, mm-hmm. and you, you roll a little faster than you want to go. I find that stress is a little bit that way. A lot of times we get caught up in the circular motion of stress and and we just can't find a way to slow down. It's like the first time I skied, uh-huh. it's really easy to go fast. <laughs> it's really different to find a way to slow down a little sure. bit. And so I think when you feel stress, it's overwhelming. You can kind of feel like you're rolling down that hill and you can't figure Mm. out how to get yourself stopped. You can't figure out how to slow down. So I think just sometimes just stopping, taking a cleansing breath, just getting your bearings is a great place to start. You know, we need to breathe to live. Growing up, I had a childhood asthma Mm. and I would, you know, really allergies kind of triggered it. And I just remember laying on the couch and having these very sh- uh, short breaths. And my mom would always, and I'd always, <laughs> I want to go play outside. I want to go play. I want to go do what I wanted to do. And she would just see me suffering, but I didn't care. And my mom would take me to the side, Shane, almost grab me by the shoulders, and she'd say, Michael, you need to breathe to live. Huh. And I'll never forget that because she had to say it 20 times. <laughs> right, I, right, right. You need to breathe to live. And sure enough, I'd take an inhaler or do a little nebulizer treatment, and I was pretty much back in action. And, uh, you know, I just love what you're saying. We need to take a breath. And sometimes we get so stressed out, we just need to stop and find that space and breathe. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, number two, Shane. You said uh, regarding stress uh, as a way to kind of uh, manage it is to focus. What are your thoughts there? Just get a little bit of control of, of your thought processes. A lot of times when I... I'm stressed, and, and I, I, I have to manage that all the time. It's funny with me. Big things that should stress me a lot of times don't, and then little stuff gets under my skin and drives me nuts. And, and so for me, a lot of times, it's just sitting down and saying, okay, um, let's kind of take this apart. Is what is stressing me worthy? Is it really that big an issue. I know how much time, effort, and energy I'm putting into this. I know how much emotion it's extracting from me. But honestly, 
Is this that big a deal? Is what I'm worried about. At times, I have to ask myself, is it even rational? Yeah. You know, somebody could be really, really stressed about a meteor hitting them on their commute. Yeah. They could be sure. really, really stressed. Is it possible a meteor could hit you on your commute? Yes, but is that reasonable to throw a lot of energy into it? No. Shane, uh, yesterday you were preaching, and you shared a wonderful story about focusing on Jesus with your father and Marty Carl. Do you mind sharing that story? I, it's been sticking with me since yesterday. Yeah, we were at a uh, No Greater Love. It was an evangelistic mission outreach to the New Orleans Mardi Gras. And one of the things that we always did on those missions was you do what they called a Jesus march. So you'd go three abreast. There, there must have been 300 guys. You'd a cross would be at the front. You carry a cross through, but you basically just walk through the middle of the crowd. It's pretty slow going. If you've ever been to the French Quarter during Mardi Gras, you know how crowded it is. So it's pretty slow going. Well, this particular year, it was a late Mardi Gras, and it was really warm. And when it's warm, I mean, Mardi Gras is always nuts, but when it's warm, it's like, it's like nuts cubed. And a lot of the craziness takes place on the balconies above the street. And and the people who are up there can act out. They're really relatively safe. People on the street can't necessarily get to them. And, and so it's really just quite a perverse mess. And I remember before we went to that walk, the my dad was seeing what was going on. And, and I remember he told us all to keep your eyes up on Jesus. Well, at the very first of that trip, No Greater Love always gave us identical t-shirts and hats to wear for certain occasions. This particular year, the shirts were white and in black block letters on the front, it said No Greater Love dot dot dot. And then on the back, in great big blocked letters, it said Jesus. And so you're in a line and there's somebody in front of you, there's someone behind you. So we're pushing out, and, and I, Dad's words, keep your eyes on Jesus, keep your eyes on Jesus, keep your eyes on Jesus, are flying through everybody's head. And we're out there, all this craziness starts up, and it just occurred to me how ironic it was. I looked at the guy in front of me, and there it was, Jesus, in these huge block letters, and it occurred to me. This is really pretty easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is easier yeah. than I thought, man. Jesus yeah. is right there in front of me. So focus on Jesus, not on the stress. Yeah, that story's just been sticking with me since yesterday. Thank you. Uh, all right, number three, Shane. You say that people, to handle stress, they need to center. What do you mean? A lot of times, we can be like a balloon that's not been tied off. And during stress, it, we, we just fly all over the place until we're out of air and boom, we just collapse. And, and I see this happen over and over. And, and sometimes I feel it happening within me. I, I just feel that things are out of control. Your thoughts are out of control. Things are just swirling. It's like you're on a merry-go-round when I was a kid and you're about to chunk your corn dogs, but it's not going to slow down any. <laughs> And in those times, I think you just have to kind of center. It gets beyond focus. Focus, I consider to be a mental exercise, centering more of a spiritual exercise, pulling things together, getting my mind, my body, my will, my emotions, what the Hebrews would call my soul, centered on Christ, but also just centered up, getting squared up. 
One of the things that's been on my mind the last couple of weeks, Shane, is uh, a movie called The Dark Knight. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I did not it. see it. I saw that one, and I was like in my late 20s, when it, mid-late 20s when it came out. But uh, there's a part in it where, you know, Bruce Wayne, who plays this kind of bachelor billionaire, and then during the day, playboy during the day, and then this, you know, vigilante at night. Well, he is uh, just getting roughed up, and his but his uh, butler Alfred, who becomes oh, his, we're talking like, about Batman here. Yes. Oh, Batman. Oh, sure, sorry. I've seen the Batman okay. stuff. Okay. Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. I'm right with you now. Okay, I should have just said, have you seen Batman? Yeah, one of the Batman. One of the many Batman. Yes, it was the Christian Knight. Bale Batman. Christian Bale, the second one in that series. But uh, you know, Alfred plays kind of a mentor father figure to him. And he says something to uh, Bruce Wayne after he sees how Bruce's body is. He says, uh, know your limits, Master Wayne. Know your limits. And it's for some reason, I've been thinking about my late teens and early 20s, mid-20s, and I just felt like I kept testing my limits again hmm. and again. And uh, so now I know, uh, you know kind of how far I can go, uh, but I always have to come back to center. Yeah. And, you know, center for me, there's a spiritual aspect. You're talking about people. There's certain people that help me get back to center. Um, but I can tell you, you know, in, in the vein of, of how you're, uh, you know, leading us in this way with this, uh, finding my center has been one of the big things that, you know, by the end of my 20s and all through my 30s now uh, has been really important to help me manage all the stress that, you know, I feel like I'm going through. Yeah. And one of the another way to think about center would just be your core. You know, your core beliefs, your core values, more and more acting out of the core, acting out of who we truly are, what we truly believe, what our convictions are. And I think that's one thing that causes a lot of stress today, Mike. A lot of times in a, in a culture that is increasingly non-Christian, increasingly anti-Christian, uh, in a culture that that rages, I mean, it doesn't think this culture just rages. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, people aren't true to their center because they're afraid if they say what they really think or if they say what they really feel, that other people are going to radiate at high frequencies mm-hmm. about it, and they may well do in that. And I think sometimes we just sort of lose touch with who we are. We we don't stand up for what we believe when when things are out of hand. We just remain silent, and before long, we we look in the mirror and we see a shell of ourselves. But we're not really quite sure who we're looking at anymore. And one way to deal with stress is just to get what we used to call comfortable in your own skin. Mm. Just center huh. up, huh. know who you are, there you know go. what you're about, and move forward that way. All right, next, Shane. You've said to help with stress, we need to remember that God has you. What do you mean? I often say, Mike, that our salvation far more rests in God's grip on us than our grip on God. When I was a kid, people always used to say to somebody that was out of control, they used to tell them to get a grip. It was a very common axiom, get a grip. And I think one of the things important to remember during times of stress is that God has us. Mm -hmm. If God doesn't protect us, we don't have a chance. If God doesn't have us in his hands, we we don't have a chance. So one of the real things that a Christian has that a non-believer just can't have Mm -hmm. is this idea that God's got us. God's got our situation. God's got our feelings. God's got 
us. And I find some security and some peace in that. I love that, Shane. I also love what you have for the next point, too, because we can sit out and say, okay, God has us. We don't have anything to do. But you also have, I think, our responsibility in this next point and a little bit of having belief in ourselves, too. And you said, in this point, you have this. Is that right? Or or what do you mean? I guess what I really mean, if I'm going to throw a little axiom at it, it's buck up little buckaroos. There's got to be a point at which we just grab ourselves by the, the bootstraps of our emotions, if you will, and just say, you know what? I am not going to live defeated. I am not going to let my mind be my worst enemy. I am not going to wake up every day and get beaten to a pulp. That is not God's will for me. So at some point, I think we got to reach down, kind of grit our teeth, put our game face on and say, you know what? I got this. God has me, but I have this because God has me. At some point, we got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired and decide, I'm not going to live this way. And I do think there's a little holy tenacity, Batman, that has to do with all of that. (laughs) Oh, that's great. And finally, Shane, you said that a person needs to receive God's peace. What do you mean? Peace is the presence of Christ. A lot of times we pray, Mike, and we say, God, please take the stress away. And I think it's the wrong prayer because in a fallen world, Mm. the stress isn't ever going to go away. Mm. I think the proper prayer is Jesus be present in my stress. And where Jesus is, there is peace. Shane, do you have any concluding thoughts as we leave the uh, subject of being stressed and how we can relieve that? When I was young, I thought that the intense, stressful times of life were the variables. And I could not wait until they went away. As an older man, I have come to realize the intense, full, intense, stressful times in life are the constants. They never go away. It's how we deal with them that becomes the variable. And I believe that if we deal with them in godly ways, and if we allow the peace and the presence of God to be present in our life, Stress will always be something that we have to deal with, but it will not be something that defines our life and puts a low ceiling on what God can do with us. Well, thank you for joining us for Navigating Change with Shane and Mike. Again, we're grateful that you listened today. To hear more from Shane, make sure you visit his website, RevShaneBishop.com. If you'd like to hear more from me, visit RevMikeWoo.com. Thanks again, and make sure that you keep the change.